All right, Mark, we're live. You are we live on Facebook too? Not today. What the? <laughs> it's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Maybe uh, later today we'll get that going. I'll I'll put it live on my uh, on my phone on the telephone. We'll do that. Um. Uh, today we got a motivational person on. We have uh, Eddie Panero, I believe is the way that you pronounce his name. Um, he has a YouTube channel called Your World Within. And uh, he's got some cool shit that uh, that I've listened to, and that I've I've enjoyed. And I know a lot of people start their day that way. You know, a lot of people nowadays they kind of are trying to figure out a routine. The typical nine to five is probably a thing of the past for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people either kind of work for themselves or kind of are allowed to within the job they're in. If they work for a company that's worth a shit, the company will allow them to kind of make their own schedule a little bit their own way, at least customize it so that it kind of fits their lifestyle so that what you're doing isn't just a job. It's uh, it's more than that. I mean, you're working for something uh, bigger than, than yourself, like we do here at Slingshot. Um, and kind of in all that, personal development is huge. Um I don't think enough people still to this day, I still don't think enough people are engaging in having personal development. I think there's, um, for, for whatever reason, uh, people just don't think enough, period. There are people that think too much to where it's crippling and paralyzing, but there's a lot of people that just, they don't, they don't think. And you need to, you need to like reflect, not necessarily reflect back on the past and not necessarily reflect on what's going to happen. Um, well, you can't really reflect on what's going to happen. It's more usually things that have already happened, but it's it's more about kind of just reflecting on yesterday and how can you be better today than you were yesterday. And that's where um, motivation comes in because it's hard to it's hard to have the discipline. It's hard to have just flat out just self discipline. How many people do you know that have really strong just you, you just, when you think discipline, how many people come to mind? It's probably like, I don't know, man, probably at least in your own inner circle, there's probably only maybe two, maybe three, maybe at the most, you know, five, like if you're surrounding yourselves with some good people, maybe, you know, five guys where you're like, you know what, man, I don't know what makes that guy tick or how it's working for him, but that guy's got it fucking figured out a lot better than most. And he's able to make it happen day in and day out. He's, um, He's got habits that are the, the foundation that make up his character, and he won't budge against any of those things. Um, some of us have friends or family members that refuse to cuss. Some of us have friends and family members that refuse to have a drink um, uh, at all. And then other people have, I know some people that won't drink in front of their children ever. Or won't, you know, if they like smoking a joint or whatever. They have the discipline to... To kind of understand like, okay, you know, maybe that's a hard thing to explain. So I'm going to do things this way. And then they have their own discipline and their own internal code that they're like, you know what? I'd never be fucking caught dead eating food from 7-Eleven. And you have a lot of these different people that, you know, they have these, these fundamental uh, things that kind of make up who they are. And some people are really fucking strong. To where you're like, that motherfucker is like a sorcerer or some shit. I don't know what he's operating on, but it's definitely different than uh, than than what I'm dealing with or what I with the ability that I have. And I think that that's what we are kind of looking for. And we we have a lot of ups and downs each and every day, and we're just looking for someone to come along and give us that little kick, that little boost of motivation. Um, the weird thing is, is that. Uh, we shouldn't need it, but we do. We really do. We really do. For some reason, we really need a fucking pat on the back. It's not good enough to just to just have a job well done. It's like you need not only one person, but you need multiple people telling you how great it was. I, I don't know why that is, but that's just kind of the way things are. And we look at social media, we have a lot of anxiety about how many likes we get and how many different things. So nowadays, things are really amplified. We deal with more hurt and more pain in one given day. Uh, and that's why it's, it's hard to identify with the children of today because things are so immediate. Things are happening so fast. Um, 
we can kind of empathize, but we really don't know what it's like to grow up this day and age. I mean, think about when you make a post, when you put something up, Andrew, like let's say you put up a post, uh, it was your favorite picture, right? Mm -hmm. And you check it out a little bit later on, it has doesn't have any fucking likes. <laughs> Yeah. Or somebody makes a shit comment like that was a, you know, somebody's like that was a crappy angle or, you know, somebody just, they, anyway, my point is, is like that shit can hurt you and it can kind of throw, it can kind of throw you off and, and, uh, deter you from some of the things that you, uh, set out to do. And so we're, therefore we're looking for external mo motivation. And I think I'm not the only one in this boat, but a lot of people I think are clicking on the YouTubes and, uh, looking up motivational stuff whether it be from a motivational speaker, whether it be from a bodybuilder. Uh, a lot of people find people like Joe Rogan very motivating, uh, our boy Matt Vincent, maybe myself, maybe the Baileys. There's a, there's a lot of people that you're seeking out motivation from, and, and from each person, you're getting it in a different way. Um, C.T. Fletcher. Shout out to my boy C.T. Fletcher who had uh, heart surgery. Uh, he had a, uh, a new heart <laughs> put in his body and, uh, congratulations to him and his family on that being successful so far. And hopefully that continues. Sometimes we simply find motivation in people just from like what they're doing or what they're going through. Um, and CT Fletcher's case, CT Fletcher used to get up there and like, and yell and scream and go nuts for you. Well, now he doesn't have to say anything because he's overcoming this, this crazy amount of adversity. Yeah. Um, my brother, you know, both my brothers, both my brothers should have never drank. They should have never done any drugs, but they did. And my brother, Chris, who's able to come out the other side, uh, clean and sober for the last four years. We have a lot of admiration for that because we're like, that guy figured shit out to where he was able to make a really strong change. We all have our vices. We all understand that things can grab a hold of us pretty strongly. And when somebody is able to, um, again, sometimes it's the things that you don't do that are, that are, um, admirable. Um, and, uh, my, my brother being able to overcome that situation, even though some of it was self-inflicted, just like the, just like you're not happy with how much money you make right now is somewhat self-inflicted, just like you're not happy with the physique that you have right now. That's somewhat self-inflicted. That's somewhat of a choice being strong. Being stronger than you are now is a choice. You have a choice to each and every day to say, you know what, my knee hurts, man, and I don't, oh, I don't know, man. Like I'll never be, I'll never be as strong as some of the guys at Super Training, or I'll never be as strong as this guy or that guy. That's all. That's all just a. That's all a choice. How do we gain momentum? How do we get motivation? How do we get head in the right direction? And I think that it doesn't matter how you do it. You just need to figure out a way to get it done. And so it can come from anywhere. It doesn't matter how weird or corny or whatever somebody might think. People might think some of these messages on YouTube are ludicrous where someone's telling you, Hey man, you got to wake up and take charge of the day. The world is yours. What you uh, make of it is up to you. And it's a decision to go out there and kick ass every day. Somebody might think that that's insane. Well, guess what, man? Some people just need to hear that. We're all at different points in our life. And, uh, I can honestly say that I have, uh, I have been judgmental towards people in certain times of their life. And I've ended up in the exact same spot that I made fun of people for. Um, I can say the same thing is true with my training. The same thing is true with my diet. A lot of the things that I thought were, uh, false have become true or at least true to me for now. And, uh, your beliefs and all these things, they tend to change and they tend to waver. So that's, that's what this podcast today is going to try to figure out, um, as we, as we talk, uh, to Eddie Panero, um, as we talk to him today, uh, we're going to try to get to the bottom of some of this because again, there's going to be some people that some people are watching this right now and just turned it right back off because like, oh, great. They're going to talk about motivation. I don't want to fucking hear a, a speech or whatever. Uh, I'm just here to tell you that some people just need it sometimes. And maybe, uh, you'll be that person at some point in your life. We all go through different things and we all need different perspective. And so, uh, I was watching something the other day and it was, uh, from Will Smith. You know, and that was really uplifting. And that was that, that, uh, I got some positive vibes from that, but I saw the same exact message from Will Smith, like six months ago and I didn't feel it. 
for whatever reason. Sometimes it matters whether you have headphones on or whether you're just hearing it just off your phone because it going like directly into your ear is way different. You playing it on the speakers of your, in your car is way different. So the environment that you're in, the very timing that you play it, maybe you're sad about something and you play something and bam, it spikes you and it makes you feel uh, awesome. I watched something recently from um, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, you know, he's one of those actors where you're like, oh, great. There's the, you know, dude that my, my wife always talks about looking hot, you know, and we all in, in every household, there's uh that, that happens, right. Where, uh, this, and, and men are totally, we're guilty of it, but men just say it about everybody. It's yep. got a nice pair of tits, right. <laughs> uh, well, McConaughey hates t-shirts. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. Too. Yeah, McConaughey hates T-shirts, and every guy uh, has been guilty of being like, oh, he's a fag, or whatever, just to try to, you know, whatever, try to demolish whatever handsomeness the guy has. You just hate. Yeah, just, you're just, yeah, flat out, uh, flat out hatred. But I found a lot of the stuff that he said to be extremely motivating, and I found a lot of it to, um, to come from experience. And I think that's ultimately what we're looking for, is hopefully... Uh, these bouts of motivation that people are spewing, hopefully they're kind of coming from somewhere. Uh, hopefully it's not, um, it's not just manufactured out of nowhere, or it's not just repeating what other people say. And that's why I have, uh, I have attached myself to some of these things that Eddie Pinero is saying, because they have been, they've been different. I mean, he even has a speech where he talks about thinking differently. And one of the lines he says, which I really liked was stop waiting in lines uh, for shit that you don't want. And I just thought that was, I thought that was incredible. So we're going to give him a call in just a second. Before we do that, I want to mention that I am going to, we are live right now on the YouTubes, but I am going to go to uh, England and uh, in a few days. And when I, when I, uh, or t tomorrow actually, and when I go there, I'll be gone for about 10 to 12 days. I will be at um, Body Power. Uh, which is a huge fitness event they have over there. And I'll be gone for a couple of days. So this podcast is going to run uh, a little differently while I'm gone. You obviously won't see as many live ones while I'm gone for 10 days. Um, but who knows what Andrew <clears throat> and I will uh, will drum yeah. up and come up with uh, while I'm gone. Yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll be able to figure out a remote podcast, you know, while you're over there. And I'll take care of it over here. <laughs> That's just called technology, right? I yeah, think. yeah. Andrew, what, you know, do you find some motivation from some of these things? Are you uh, kind of checking out um, Instagram and YouTube and things that are popping up? I know you're extremely busy doing this shit all the time. Cause yeah. I just, guys, you have no idea, by the way, how much uh, work I just keep piling up <laughs> on top of Andrew's head. It, I mean, it, it would go, what, a couple miles into outer space <laughs> if people I mean, could actually physically see it. Yeah, I, I'm definitely not one to brag, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I luckily, and I tell this to everybody who's he's like, not one to brag, but he's going to brag. Here I'm going to, go. yeah, I'm going to go nuts. No, well, it's funny. Cause like I'll, I'll try to explain what I do to somebody who has an eight to five job and they're just like, oh no, you can't be doing that. Like, no, 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 no. Like your, your company needs to give you a day off and da, da, da. And I'm just like, no, you don't understand. Like I, I, I absolutely love what I do. Like, no, he's not allowed to have a day off. We already talked to, you know, let's. It's almost like he signed up to be a mom, you know, moms that are listening to this show. Like you're not allowed to have a day yeah. off ever. Yeah. You know? So I, I keep saying that December 32nd is my next day off <laughs> and I, I kind of, that, that's my motivation. But no, um, I, depending on where I find it and when I find, whether it be one of these motivational videos or like an Instagram post or something, cause like I could, I could see like a, um, what's uh, like a Gary V post. And be like, you know what, like I've seen this said so many different times because people were kind of doing what he does and copying it. And then I might see their post first or whatever. But then someone like you might send me one of these videos from uh, Eddie Pinero, who I've never heard of. And I have no idea what his accomplish accomplishments are. But if I had found that on my own, I might have just been like, yeah, whatever, like dime a dozen YouTuber. Right. But you sent it to me. So I, I took it serious. and. I'm like, oh shit, like this is actually pretty good. Yeah, sometimes uh, depending on who it comes from, it has a little bit more meaning. Yeah, 100% accurate. Yeah, that makes a, that makes a di big difference. Yeah. 
I just went live on Facebook just off my phone. Uh, we are going to improve the quality of this, and it, you're going to be able to hear it directly through the microphone and, and everything else. I just wanted to pop on here for just a second. You won't be able to hear the conversation that we're having, but I just wanted to pop on here for just a second let people know we are live on YouTube. So come, come check us out on the YouTubes. It's uh, powerproject.live. Come check us out on powerproject.live. We're going to be on with uh, motivational speaker, Eddie Pinero. Bye. Well, bam. Done deal. All right, well, let's give this guy a call and let's see what the fuck's going on. All right. Um, yeah. I might have to text him and let him know we're calling from another number. I'm going to text him saying, calling from another number with FaceTime. FaceTime. FaceTime audio. Yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to get on a little earlier with him, but I let him know that we were going to be a little bit late. You know, my, uh, my head, you know, doesn't work well with time. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to do the podcast at 10, which means I need to be here at 930 for that to work the right way. And I never do that. Hello? Hey, how's it going, Eddie? Mark, good. How are you? Hey man, really, uh, really excited to have you here on the show today. Appreciate you uh, taking the time. Likewise, I'm pumped. Thanks for, uh, for reaching out. Yeah. So, uh, I wanted to talk to you because I've been, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people nowadays are, are trying to seek out motivation. A lot of people are trying to uh, be entrepreneurs or have, um, you know, their own work kind of their own way, even when they're working for, uh, some of these corporate companies are allowing, uh, individuals to have a little bit more freedom with their schedule where it's not just your regular nine to five people are getting into these routines where they, you know, in, in the morning they'll have some coffee and then they kind of start to think about their day. And as they're thinking about their day, a lot of times they're stumbling onto YouTube. Uh, they're stumbling onto Instagram, some form of social media, and they're seeking out some motivation to get them, uh, to get their day started. And, you know, we got kind of two trains of thought. We got some people who are like, man, that shit is corny as hell. Like I would never listen. I don't need it. I don't need any motivation. And then you got the other side of where people are like, you know what? I'm so appreciative that there's some channels out there like yours that get me fired up. I listen to you every single morning with my cup of coffee and it keeps me going. And, uh, I've, yeah. I've been watching a lot of your stuff and uh, I've been very intrigued why don't we kind of start out with um, kind of uh, just just how this started? Like, what, what's your background? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a complete accident. I mean, to, to, to be honest. And uh, and oh, by the way, there's someone outside the door is using like a buzz saw. So if I get, <laughs> if I get cut off, that's that's why. Um, but no, I, I you know I went to, to college, political science, and and sort of went into the corporate world after that. Um, but it just you know, creatively, it wasn't there for me. It was torture to, to get up and, and do the cubicle thing and be there every day. And I knew I wanted to be more creative with what I was doing. So uh, I started to slowly build a studio and start writing songs. And that's ultimately what I left uh, my job to do. I, I started to write songs and play shows around Boston. And as you can imagine, the money, it's different, right? When you're starting uh, to write songs versus, you know, a job in the financial industry. Um, and the first video I put out was kind of like, uh, I call Ode to Excellence. It was a promise to myself, like, Eddie, yeah, this sucks, man, but don't hmm. run back to that, you know, stick with it. And, and what's the worst that could happen? I, I believe right. I wouldn't let myself. And uh, three, four years down the road, here we are. Oh, that's, uh, that's very cool. So were you, uh, with your music career, were you, were you trying to, what were you trying to do with your music? Uh, were you trying to do anything specific or was it kind of more for fun? Uh, it was sort of, I was exploring really. So I, I did a lot of like singer songwriter stuff, um, with an acoustic guitar, but pivoted, you know, the first two years of, of this channel, your world within, I mean, I composed the, most of the background music myself oh, cool. um, and it allowed me to kind of take what I love to do, just do it a different way, you know? Um, and that's what it was. It was, it was about a, a year of uh, blogging, writing music, just putting it all out there, seeing what stuck. 
Are you editing some of this stuff uh, yourself? Yes, yes. It's, it's actually something I need to let go of, but I, I love it. So, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm procrastinating with that. But yeah, I, I start to finish uh, process. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're trying to hit a certain point, and so uh, therefore it's... Um... You know, it's something that you have a very specific message uh, that you want to be said in a specific way. So who better to edit it than you? Exactly. Exactly. You go into like a studio and record it, or is it just like uh, at your house off your phone or off a microphone or how you doing it? Um, sort of twofold. So I have a studio set up in, in my condo, but the way I've sort of built it up over the years is that it's very mobile. So when I go on a trip or travel, I can take, you know, the major components, put them in a bag and, and it moves with me. So I really love this statement that you had. Um, a lot of the stuff that I've listened to, um, it just talks in general about, you know, not copying and, uh, and, and being different and, um, a very tough thing to do. Cause even when you try to be different, you end up being the same as kind of somebody else, uh, in, in some, in some way. Um, but being right. original is a, is a really, is a really huge thing. You think about, um, Henry Ford or Mark Zuckerberg, or, I mean, any of these people that we put up on a pedestal, uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, any of these people that we remember in history and make monuments for, um, you can say this or that about them, positive or negative, but a lot of times they're, or even Donald Trump, uh, a lot of times, uh, the one thing that remains similar about all of them is that they're original. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you gotta be okay with sort of stepping out and, and being called crazy for a little bit. Right. And until it's normal, that's just the way it works. Yeah. Stepping outside of your, uh, your comfort zone. Um, one of the lines that you said, I, I really liked a lot. You said, stop waiting in lines for stuff that you don't actually want. <laughs> I really, uh, I really liked that line uh, a lot. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So I, w that came from sort of the idea and this, this ties back into my corporate days where I'm, I'm fighting, uh, and working really hard competing with these people for these promotions and, uh, you know, trying to get these things that I'm quote unquote supposed to have, but I don't want that shit. You know what I mean? And, right. and you take a step back. Why am I exhausting all my energy, all my time pursuing this stuff? It's not even where I want to be. Um, and that was kind of a, an, an eye opening realization. Like you need to reprioritize, man. Yeah. A lot of people of today, you know, they're not really, I mean, everybody wants to make more money. I mean, that's very obvious, but, um, a lot of the uh, younger crowd of today, they're not really working for a promotion. They, uh, they want more, um, ownership is almost not the right word. Uh, they, they want to feel like, uh, they want to make more of an impact really. And they want to feel important in the job that they have. It's not really just about, uh, making money. So that line, you know, stop waiting in lines, you know, for shit that you don't want really makes, a ton of sense because if you're, if you're, um, doing all these things for a promotion, maybe you're wasting your time and maybe figuring out how to just make a bigger impact might be a better way to get that result. And then some. Absolutely. And you can't fake that, right? You can't make an impact, uh, with, you know, in, with something you don't care about. So they go hand in hand. How often are you doing some of these videos? Um, I'm trying to do about one a week and, and mixing it up, kind of keeping the creative uh, juices flowing. I think over the next six months or so, I'm going to try and uh, I got a crew together and start traveling places and creating short kind of cinematic films that tie into the inspirational piece. Um, so it, it's very spur of the moment. I, I always felt like, you know, one of the things that I do or the key thing that I do is I share my experiences um, in my lessons learned in it's difficult to fake that. It's not something that I'm able to do or want to do. So, um, you know, I got to make sure that I'm putting myself in the right position uh, to, to, to create art that resonates with people that matters. Um, and so that's uh, where we came to that decision to kind of step outside of the comfort zone and, and try something new. Your motivation from this uh, stemmed from you wanting to motivate yourself, right? Absolutely. I've always looked at it as like an electronic diary. I mean, I, screwed up a million times uh I, you know i've uh experienced certain things I've, I've tried certain things and i think to be able to put that in a way that 
know, I can reflect on and other people might learn from. That's always been the goal. Yeah, and I, a lot of the things that uh, that I've done here at the gym, you know, Super Training Gym, the gym that I have, um, you know, the gym is free and people are always kind of like blown away by that. But it's really the reason why it's free is to keep me motivated. We have a lot of new people that come in here um, with a lot of good, fresh, positive new energy. And uh, that keeps me going. That keeps me strong. That, that makes me want to uh, push harder and harder. What are some things that, that keep you motivated? Because I know a lot of people are kind of in search of that. You know, they, that's a, that's a common question. How do you stay motivated? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's really being passionate about the long-term goal. You know, when I think of the motivation to your point, there's two different ways to look at it. Uh, sometimes I need the, you know, the Gary V kick in the ass, you know, do work. Right. Uh, it's, it's just what the doctor ordered. Um, but, you know, like anything that doesn't sustain itself over a long period of time, you have to really uh, want what you're chasing. Otherwise, you know, you, you get tired and you, you lose your motivation. So um, I, I think it's kind of restructuring goals, always raising the bar, but making sure that I'm, I'm doing what or what I'm doing aligns with what's meaningful to me. Um, and I've found that that's the recipe. Kind of, if you're jumping out of bed excited in the morning, you won't have any issue being motivated. Right. And, and, uh, what are some, like, are, are there, uh, videos that you watch? Do you end up like, you know, kind of checking out, you know, other people's videos to, to get that motivation? I do. Yeah. I watch, uh, a lot of motivational channels. Um, I like music kind of motivates me too. a lot of running stuff. I'm getting into trail running. Um, and there's a lot of really good, like cinematic running movies that, that make me want to run through a wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it kind of, kind of pulls from everywhere. Yeah, I, I uh, just got into a little bit of running myself. Um, I'm a big boy. I used to be 330 pounds, so I'm down in like around in the 230 range. So I, I've had a much more comfortable body weight to try to start uh, to start running. You run often? Yeah, that's kind of my my daily routine. I feel like running does something to your brain. Um, that uh, that desire to push forward, I think, is a thing when you're running. Do you do you end up kind of thinking of some of these uh, speeches and stuff while, almost while you're running? So many of them, yeah. Because I agree, it kind of parallels parallels life. It parallels parallels business. It's like you you get out what you put in. I mean, that's that's the formula for everything. So. Running a hill is so uh, so black and white. You know, it's like, especially like a, a trail run. It's like I'm gonna run to the, like the end of this trail, or sometimes they kind of come in like a circle or whatever. And uh, you're like, I'm gonna run to the top of that hill, you know, as hard as I can. <laughs> and I, I really like uh, I like that aspect of it. Exactly. Yeah, I wrote an article about that. There's no lesson in the world that running uphill can't teach you. And uh, it's been interesting too since I moved moved from Boston to um, uh, the Miami area, and, and sort of the the heat here is a totally different factor Whoa. too. So you leave, you finish the run, and you feel like uh, you just performed a miracle. <laughs> it's a yeah, pretty, pretty crazy thing. Yeah, it gets it gets insanely hot down there, right? I mean, you got the humidity, right? Yeah. I mean, Massachusetts is humid though too, but not nearly like Miami, huh? Yeah, Miami's kind of a, a different beast. I mean, like anything, you get used to it, but it's definitely part of, uh, changes the equation a bit. So the f a big focus for you now is, you know, to obviously grow the social media, grow the YouTube channel. Um, and uh, how are you kind of trying to turn some of this into into a business? Is it through, like, motivational speeches around the country, or how is some of that looking? Yeah, it's funny. So my, my priority, is, and this was decided kind of early on, was that YouTube was going to be the crux of my business, right? And and if you establish yourself, your platform, your credibility, uh, avenues open up. And so, you know, there's a lot of business opportunities that I haven't really pressed the pedal to the floor. I've just been investing everything um, in the platform. And now uh, I'm at the point where that's, that's changing. Um, and I'm doing a lot of speaking. Um, I'm putting a lot of the speeches and stuff on iTunes, on Spotify, uh, creating videos, helping people with their marketing campaigns, doing, writing speeches for execs of certain companies. So it's, it's pretty diversified. And it's funny because, uh, again, a lot of it's not stuff that um, I set out to do. It just kind of evolved, and I, and I loved it and found that I was good at it. And that's sort of uh, how things played out. 
Well, yeah, if you just set out to be a motivational speaker, then maybe it wouldn't be so motivating. You know, people might be like, well, I don't, you know, what, what's this guy talking about? Because it might not be said with the same passion. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's nothing there. And, and you see that from time to time, for sure. Um, you know, a lot of times, too, I get people asking me questions about staying positive. You know, they're like, you know, how, how do you, for you nowadays, I'm sure it's easier um, for myself where I'm at in my life. I'm 41 years old and I've had some success in my life. So it's, it's easier for me to stay positive at this point. My kids are, uh, you know, I have a t- 10 year old daughter and a 14 year old son. So like we're, we're out of the stage uh, of uh, my kids being, uh, being a, a big stressor in my life and they don't, affect my sleep and some of those things, you know, um, <laughs> the beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great thing. So how do you stay positive? Um, not really nowadays, but how do you stay positive in the early going? And how do you recommend people to stay positive when just shit ain't going so good? Yeah. I, I think as you grow, it's, it's not that it's easier to stay positive because the problems change. It's just your perspective shifts. And I think mm. it's funny. I was actually put a video on this because it's the question I get asked more than anything. Like, see, how do you stay positive all the time? Listen to your videos. You're always so positive. And it's like, uh, no one is positive all the time. That's impossible. What you learn is that when bad things happen, it's part of the process. It's not something to dwell on. It's not a reflection of you as an individual. It doesn't mean you're a loser. I mean, look, this is part of the process. This is what separates the people that, that make a difference and the people that don't. Some people quit, some people don't. Here's your hurdle. What do you do? Um, and that mindset really helped me to just kind of not internalize it, but take it for what it is and cast it. Mm. Um, and it allows you to sort of push it out of your psyche and move on and enjoy the things that matter. I noticed there was also some stuff that you talked about um, in terms of, uh, you know, being perfect. And I think a lot of people are kind of worried about the message that they might put out or the product that they might put out or just any of those number of things, the book or the blog or, or any of those things. And they might be, might be paralyzed by uh, wanting to do the best possible job that they can. And it might hinder them from, you know, releasing this information or releasing this product. And you kind of teach people like, Hey man, you know, don't, you don't really worry about it being perfect. That's kind of a, it's almost more of a myth to have things be perfect when you're, when you're just getting started. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, you know, in the first year I sort of hit under that perfectionist thing. Oh, this isn't perfect. This isn't perfect. I won't put it out. Um, but, but that's sort of a, a myth that there is no perfect. Um, you have to be, if you want to be successful, you have to be vulnerable and you have to understand that no matter what you do, people are going to say you suck. People are going to say it's not good. People are going to criticize you. And the only way to avoid that is to stay in the room and never leave, right? No one wants that. So it's, it's similar to uh, what we were discussing where you have to see big picture and understand it's part of the process. You can, you can have people criticize you or, and do big things, or you can stay away from that and, and never do anything of significance what's a kind of a weakness of yours? You mentioned that you run. Um, you, you, do you like to drink or you like to eat shitty food or like, do you have like a vice that, uh, you wish you could, you know, be more motivated, be more dedicated, uh, towards or against. Um, I think definitely room for improvement in the, in the diet area for sure. Everybody. I um, think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like, you know, Mentally, I'm like, well, I run all the time. Sometimes I run 10, 14 <laughs> miles a day. So I'm like, who yeah, cares you, what I eat, right? Yeah, you rationalize it to yourself, right? Exactly, exactly. So that's one area uh, I want to work in. And, and also, gain some bulk up a little bit, gain some weight. So that's uh, something that I need to need to get around to. Yeah, do you, uh, do you lift weights? <laughs> Very minimal. For, for what I do, I do a lot of core work, a lot of light circuit training, but, right. you know, mostly, mostly running. You can get a lot of bang for your buck, uh, adding in some, uh, squats or deadlifts. You know, I, I would advise, you know, you try to go, try to go to a gym that has somebody that has some knowledge. Um, you don't have to do it that often and you would get a lot out of it. You could help put on a lot of size. We were just talking to somebody yesterday, my, uh, a good friend of mine, Jason Kalipa. Um, he's a, uh, former CrossFit games champion. And he had a friend that was like a buck 50 
and uh, the guy wanted to put on some size. And Jason's like, man, we got to just get you squatting. So the guy, you know, uh, started doing five sets of five squats. And I think now he was like 175. Just feels better. Feels a little more substantial. Just has a little bit more muscle. It's not like, you know, he's going to be on the cover of muscle and fitness or anything. But you can get a lot out of, uh, it's it's just like running. I mean, man, if you get some people running or even walking, um, man, a little bit can go a long way. So something like that might be uh, something to look into. Yeah, sounds like a perfect starting point. Maybe I can uh, pick your brain a little bit. Yeah, come out to California sometime and, and uh, get in here at Super Training Gym. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's Sacramento, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. What's, uh, what's something that you've learned uh, over the last couple of years that uh, – that you maybe weren't aware of before that's kind of like a, an awakening or uh, kind of has you uh, almost enlightened in some, in some way? Um, I think uh, the, the biggest thing for me was if you don't care about what you're doing, like if you are the one that makes or breaks you, you know, and until you truly set out on your own, it's sort of eye-opening, um, you know, a lot of the people that I was surrounded with, hanging out with, how quickly they sort of dissipate. And it's, it's you, a very small circle, and sort of your mission and your task. Mm. Um, and, and I think understanding that and, and being able to, to utilize what's around me and, and sort of separate acquaintances versus the people you need in your life, your network, um, has been, you know, a, a really eye-opening thing. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned having the, the music background and then having the music uh, to be kind of tinkering with in the background and making your own music for your videos. I mean, that's definitely, uh, you know, a motivator. That's definitely like a driving force um, on this podcast with me uh, is my sidekick, Andrew. And Andrew has been uh, very attached to photography and he's been very much attached to even just listening to podcasts. So, and then he, he started doing a lot of videos for me, um, here at the gym, uh, just training videos and those kinds of things. And then when an opportunity came to start podcasting, it really blended together. And now he doesn't feel like he's really working. He feels like he's just part of something fucking cool and he likes to pour a lot of time into it. That's awesome. I love when things work out like that, right? Yep. Yeah, I say I'm one of the lucky ones. You know, <laughs> I get to wake up every day and do what I love to do. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it ends up ends up uh, ends up making a uh, ends up making a big difference. Um, do you uh, tend to read a lot? I do. Yeah, I read quite a bit. You got some good books that uh, that you read in the last uh, couple months or last. Uh, yeah, the last. You got any any books that uh, you would recommend that uh, people might like? Yes, I'm working through a book called Switch now um, mm. that talks about sort of change um, and Jonathan Haidt's idea about the elephant and the rider and, and sort of appealing to the emotional and, and the analytical uh, parts of your brain to both influence yourself and get things done. So that's been a good read. Um, I always mention Relentless by Tim Grover because that book was just as far as just sheer mindset and right. the willingness of uh, – that was unbelievable – um, what else I read? Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. I just got through that. That was really good. That guy's a badass. He is unbelievable. Um, it amazes me that some people don't like that guy. I don't get it. I like him a lot. Yeah, I feel like if, if you truly listen to what he's saying, it, it's, it's hard not to like him. I think right. there's a, a stigma around him that's uh, misunderstood. You know, you were talking about the book uh, Switch, and you mentioned the word change, and that's something I'm obsessed with because I think that's really hard for people to do. You know, to really, to really try to truly change, um, you know, who you were, and uh, because you know, ultimately, when you when you make a lot of changes, and it and it starts to turn into uh, something big and it starts to turn into maybe you're not even no longer looking like yourself. Um, then, then it really is, uh, not just a bunch of small changes. It really literally is a change and you're like a changed person in a lot of ways, whether it be you overcame drug addiction, obesity, um, any of these things. And I, I really, when I see that in people, I really admire that because it, it just takes a lot, it takes a lot of work 
to change yourself from what you were and the direction you were going in and just leave it behind forever. Exactly. I, I agree. There, there's a phrase, um, the weight doesn't drive the boat. It, and that's always hit home with me because when I think about change, right, what, what always holds me back is you identify with the person you were yesterday. And you almost feel like an imposter stepping into this new role. It's like, well, the people, my friends don't see me as that. My family doesn't see me as that. They know the old me. I know the old me. Um, and it's just completely letting go of that and, and knowing that nothing is tying you back uh, to what you were. Uh, and so that's been an important piece. What do you think is uh, something that, uh, you know, some simple steps that people can do uh, to try to keep them uh, more disciplined, more motivated? What are some simple steps you think that people could uh, work on? Is there anything in particular? Meditate? Uh, go for a run? You know, I'm not sure. You got any suggestions there? Yeah, either of those. Uh, you know, I, I run quite a bit, but I think uh, uh, the big thing is keeping it small. You know, uh, when you set small goals, small achievable steps, whether it's one, two, or three a day, and you knock those out, um, you build momentum. And, and you start to identify yourself as someone who gets things done, as someone who conquers what's in front of you. And that matters. it matters how you view yourself. Um, you know, uh, one of my favorite quotes, confidence is earned. Um, you have to see yourself do it day in and day out. And then you start to embody that. Uh, but before you do that, you've got to put yourself in a position to win. So I would say someone looking to make that change, wake up every morning and, and create uh, goals that you can nail, that you can crush. That makes a lot of sense. And do you think that you mentioned small goals? Um, do you think these small goals can can really almost look like tasks rather than actual goals? Like, let's say, washing your car. I think sometimes you have to. Yeah, um, and and there's been you know studies done about just the, the impact of a simple checklist. And just the idea of, of, you know, crossing something off and feeling like you're accomplished. That, that's uh, an imperative realization. Um, you know, if you don't feel like you're moving forward, it's very tough to have that, that I, confidence. I, that I'm I believe. Sure yeah, I believe heavily in that, too, because it doesn't have to be this huge thing. I think when it comes to exercise, um, there's so many barriers of entry uh, that people, you know, some of them are legitimate and some of them are made up in people's heads. You know, they don't, they don't want to go through the hard work. They don't want to get sore. They're afraid, you know, they don't know how to do it. They're going to get injured. There's a price, there's time, you know, time is always the one that people, uh, people always throw up these barriers. But when we start to take those barriers away, uh, it kind of reminds me of the, uh, of the rap battle that, uh, Eminem gets into an eight mile where he just diffuses and takes away all, all the ammunition from the other rapper and the other guys left to set, to say nothing. And I think when it comes to a lot of these goals, if we can break down the barriers of entry into these goals, then we will have nothing to bitch about and we can just get our shit done. When it comes to something like washing your car, getting a haircut, um, just the things that you have to do, they can't, those things like they can't be a goal, like dropping your kids off at school or something. Cause it's just, uh, it's too routine, you know, using the bathroom. I mean, it can't, it can't be like that, but, uh, I agree. A checklist is, is a great way to start. And how good does it feel when you look at it and you, you know, you put a check next to it, you check that thing off your list. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and the idea is and growth, bigger, bigger picture. I mean, the, the, the benchmarks grow as you grow. So it won't be the same, you know, sort of trivial things, uh, you started out with. Yeah, it's, it's all about uh, figuring out a way, some sort of way to gain some momentum. Absolutely. Eddie, were you always a uh, a good public speaker? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, no, in fact, uh, you know, I, I think about, I actually just gave a TED Talk where I, I mentioned a specific example where I went up as one of the first, uh, first talks I've ever done, and it was... It was mediocre at best, and, and I left, and I immediately wanted to, to, to quit. Um, huh. But again, sort of similar to what we talked about, you just got to keep doing it. You have to keep putting yourself out. Um, but it's definitely absolutely something I've grown into. It's still growing, right? Every, every time I do it, I get a little bit better. Awesome. 
Yeah. Motivational speaking is, uh, you know, motivational speaking is tough. It, it's almost like, uh, in some way going to see a comedian, you know, where the guy in the front row has got his arms folded. It's like, okay, make me laugh, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, okay, make me motivated. <laughs> you know, so that's yeah, gotta exactly, be really hard exactly. to get into the psyche. Yeah. So it's almost like acting kind of, you kind of go into character. Yeah, you got to figure out a way to to get people's attention. Who are, who are some of your favorite uh, motivational speakers? Um, that's a good question. I I, I think, it, it, like I said, it does depend on what I'm looking for. I, I kind of bucket Eric Thomas and, and ET together. <laughs> um, sort of the uh, did I say Eric Thomas and ET? Um. Eric Thomas and, and some of these guys that are, uh, Gary Vee is what I meant to say. Kind right, of like right. The, uh, face up. I love that stuff. And then sometimes I go more towards the, the philosophical side of things, mm. um, where, you know, the Sam Harris is the Jordan Peterson, which a lot of people don't look at them and think motivation, but I feel like when you can take both worlds and kind of blend them, uh, it gives you a really cool perspective on things. Um, so that's kind of my my uh, my approach. I pick from a lot of different baskets. Well, Eddie, has anybody ever, uh, whether it be online or in person, just come up to you and say, "Why should I listen to you? Like, what what accomplishments have you done that's going to really push this motivational speech like to the next level?" <laughs> you know, you know what I got that a lot was um, starting out the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I you know have fifteen twenty thousand subscribers. Uh, which is funny, too, because obviously that's the first thing on your mind, right? You're still sort of growing as an individual, learning about the platform, learning about your business. And so, you know, fittingly, that's the question that, that would come up every once in a while. Damn and, trolls. Uh, you know, my response was always like, you know, this is my experience. I don't know everything. Right? This is what I've learned. This is the action that I took. And, and it's my approach to, uh, to to life. Take it or leave it, my friend. Right. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It was uh, great having you on the show. Andrew, you got any other questions for him? No, that's it, man. Yeah, was, uh, thanks for your time today, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. Have a have an awesome day, and uh, we'll catch up with you later. All right, take care. Thanks again. Bye. Cool. That was that was uh that was cool. Get some a uh, little bit more information from him. Yeah, I, I liked his response. You know, he's like, take it or leave it. Yeah, some some people, um, some some people are interesting. Uh, the way not everybody is like insanely well rounded when it comes to uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my guess is that he probably hasn't done a lot of podcasts, mm-hmm. um, and so therefore, you know, in asking him some of these uh, questions. He didn't really like, he didn't really dive into him that mm-hmm. hard. He did give us some answers and some insight into him, but, um, it goes to show you there's, there's a lot of different ways to be good at quote unquote public speaking. There's a lot of different versions of it. Yeah. There's a, uh, a version of it that would have you do a Ted talk. I bet his Ted talk was probably fucking awesome. Um, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. We'll have to check it out. He probably, he probably knocked it out of the park. He probably did a great job. Um, there's talking that way. There's talking in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. There's talking on live television. There's talking, uh, you know, here like a podcast style, radio style, live podcast, Yeah, live (laughs) podcast. Um, there's a lot of different versions of it. Um, talking in your car with no one else around is one way, you know, and you could probably deliver a pretty good message that way. Um, but like talking on like the street corner or something might be harder, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, part, part of the reason why I've been trying to be consistent with a lot of these things is that, so I'm prepared for, uh, just about anything. Um, when we did the thing with bodybuilding.com out at the Arnold classic and did that deadlift seminar, mm. I looked around and I sized the thing up. I'm like, okay, I got a megaphone. Here we go. Uh, as long as people can hear me, yeah. then, uh, so that, that was different. You know, each thing is going to be different. That one, I couldn't really give a really, I couldn't give a powerful speech through a megaphone right. with, uh, a thousand people trying to work out, 
um, and, and simultaneously running a deadlift competition. Yeah. Uh, but what I could do is I could announce when people were up or when people did a good job and I can kind of make fun of people. Like I made a lot of jokes and just was cracking on people and was saying, you know, a bunch of bro gym stuff like, Hey, this guy's sumo deadlifting. He's cheating. You know, you, like, you read the crowd and you reacted to it. You right. evolved, I guess you can say you adapted. That's the word I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. You adapt to what's going on. And, uh, that, that's a really, uh, a key thing. And for anybody that, that listens to this podcast or anybody that wants to get on a podcast, um, you need to be, you need to be prepared to really elaborate and kind of go, you know, go, go kind of deep into stuff and don't be afraid to shift the topic a little bit towards what the hell it is that you want to talk about. Because sometimes there might not be a lot to elaborate on. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, you know, Hey, you know, you squatted a thousand pounds. What was that like? If I just said heavy, well, you know, they know, <laughs> they know it's heavy. Mm -hmm. I'd have to say something more along the lines of, you know, it felt really good. It was a body of work. It's something I worked really hard towards. Um, it, it took me, you know, 20 years to be able to build up the strength towards that. I made a lot of sacrifices in, uh, my personal life, I made a lot of sacrifices with my health. I, I could have even taken years off my life and it was really fucking dangerous. I could have died doing that. Mm -hmm. That's a way different message than being like, yeah, man, it was heavy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was heavy. Yeah. Although I, I did like his response of saying like, take it or leave it like the information, but it would have been cool to, you know, like, well, what else have you done? Right. Right. And I think, I think, uh, he kind of just answered that by saying he, he sort of just fell into it. And he's mm -hmm. got some momentum and he's just going to kind of keep, uh, keep cruising with it. That's um, fair. there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there like that. You know, you got, um, uh, and I, and the whole point of, in talking to him, uh, was that I was attracted to some of the videos, some of the message that he had, and I'm attracted to a lot of the other guys that are out there too. <laughs> well, I'm, attracted <laughs> to a lot of I'm attracted to a lot of men anyway. Uh, I'm attracted to a lot of the information that's out there. A lot of the message that people have, um, like the Mulligan brothers, there's, there's a bunch of dudes that are just savages when it comes to like editing these videos together and, uh, they're just executing really well. So I'd love to get more of these people on the podcast, uh, communicate with them because I just, I think it's important. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I had Andy Frisella on the show. Andy Frisella is multifaceted. I mean, fuck man when we get him here live it'll 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 be different too but uh you know he's somebody that there, there's so much conversation you can have with him it's almost hard to kind of pin down and mm -hmm. he's such a good speaker but he's a good speaker all the way across the board if he if he was in the store here at the gym and he was uh he just happened to show us how to sell a slingshot our mouths would fucking hit the floor yeah. because he, he's good at speaking period. It doesn't matter what it's about or what it is. And he, a lot of that for him came from the background and the experience of running a supplement store and, uh, it being part of his livelihood, convincing somebody that, uh, glutamine needed to be part <laughs> of their routine, needed to be part of their regimen yeah. or protein powder or whatever it might be. Was there anything else that you, that you did other than just speaking in front of people or speaking into your phone in front of other people, like not really giving a fuck about them, but is there anything else that you did other than just doing it to get better about uh, speaking in front of people? I think the fastest way to get good at anything is to try to take the hardest route. Um, if you don't have the, if you don't have the courage to do that, um, that's okay. You can, you can, you could pussyfoot, uh, if you, if need be, mm -hmm. um, always found that it'd be a weird term pussyfoot. I was, do you it's ever probably wonder, a fetish. Do you ever wonder where some of these sayings come from? Like, just try this on for size. It's like, well, what if you work at like Foot Locker? <laughs> yeah, try this on for what size? Is it too small or too big? Yeah, like I, I just, I was thinking about that the other day. If the shoe fits, well, if the shoe fits where, I guess it makes sense. Um, you know, there's, there's a bunch of these, like, uh, there's, uh, somebody might say there's more, there's more pizza over there than you can shake a stick at. You're like, why can't I fucking shake? I could 
I, yeah, I could, it doesn't matter how much is there. Yeah. But I think like, I've actually looked a lot of these up. <laughs> I think shake a stick at means like you might be counting like one, two, oh. and then you're like 10, 11, 14, 18. And you're like, fuck, I don't know how many is there. Well, what kind of pizza is it though? Um, you know what? I, I love pizza, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel that pizza gets messed up when you start throwing too much shit on it. So I, I just, I love cheese pizza. I really do. I, I don't mind getting it with other stuff on there. Yeah. I don't mind it being creative and it being different, but like you put like uh pulled pork on there or something, it's mm-hmm. d- delicious, but then it just changes the flavor or yeah. like barbecue anything. Um, chicken at a lot of those places is just disgusting. So it's like, that doesn't work that great. Is it because they call it a pie at that point? Yeah. I don't know. It's just pepperoni, mushrooms, and that's it. Yeah, I can, I like, I like just cheese. I like pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I can, I can mess with it too if it has got other ingredients on it, but I don't really like, I don't, it's not really my, <laughs> I, I just, I hate when that happens to me with like ice cream too. Like if you, if you have like vanilla ice cream, vanilla ice cream has a really great flavor to it mm-hmm. and yeah you could put some chocolate syrup on it or sprinkle some cinnamon on it i don't know if you ever yeah. tried to put honey on it that makes it taste really good never tried oh my god it's fucking great <laughs> um i i like all those things but it kind of like you miss the flavor of the vanilla yeah it when you do too uh, much yeah so like sprinkles or some chocolate chips like i can get down with a lot of that but once you start to and then, like, I, you, then you have to just go all in. You got to go Ben and Jerry style and just have a thousand things in there. And then it kind of, it's like a little kid when they take them to the, uh, they don't understand flavor. Mm-mm. They don't understand, like, mixing flavors. So they put, um, <laughs> they'll take, like, the gummies, you know, put the, all the fucking gummies on top. And you're like, how do you put I was just gonna go there hard right now. candy like yeah. that on top? First of all, it's going to break your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> secondly you just put chocolate and peanut butter in there too that's disgusting those things don't yeah. match they don't go together yeah we took jazz to one of those things and she like she did basically exactly what you said and then topped it off with like a gummy shark on the very top of it i was like i, I don't know how you're gonna eat that and but, kids don't give a fuck and you're gonna lose all your teeth kid you know what kids <laughs> they, they just they don't care they don't they don't um they're not like hampered or tied down to uh any one thing yeah and they lie all the time. Little lion fucks. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, that was our podcast for today. We're going to bring this one in for a landing. And uh, again, I'm uh, going to the UK. And it is, uh, what the fuck day is it today? It's uh, the 8th it's the of uh, May. Oh, it's 2018, Andrew. Mm. Damn. Dude, why didn't you say something? I, I lose track. I don't even, I usually don't know what day it is. Dude, I've been living in the future. Really? I thought it was 2020. I was two years ahead of everybody. <laughs> you should have told me. You should have said something. I wonder why my head's always in the clouds. You're ahead of the game. Yeah. Hey, I saw Avengers, by the way. That shit was pretty cool. Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it. So for sure, mm. no spoilers right now. Mm. Well, the guy at the end, nope. you know, he, oh. Can't do it. Well, there's a guy in the beginning. <laughs> And in the middle at the end. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's the eighth and tomorrow is the ninth and I will be going on a plane. A lot of people, uh, don't fully understand, uh, just how claustrophobic I am, but everybody might find out tomorrow when I got on the plane and I go, ah, <laughs> <laughs> how long is the flight? Uh, it's forever. Oh, it's God. like, it's like 20 hours or something, man. I, I went to Japan. I went to Australia years ago and uh, I came back on those, those trips. I was like, you know what? I'm never doing that shit again, but I have a family now and you know, it's for the kiddos and I'll do anything for those little bastards. So <laughs> that's what we're doing. I, I, I'm really, I got to say, I'm, I'm really, really excited. I'm excited, uh, you know, for our whole family. I think it'd be really cool. And I'm also excited to get to see the fans. You know, I'm going to body power. Like, yeah. That's going to be a big deal. Um, I know the fans are going to be, uh, are going to be pumped and you know, like I'll, I'd be lying if I said it doesn't make me feel good that, you know, there's been so many people commenting and DMS and everything like, fuck man, you're coming like, we can't believe it. Uh, it's kind of, um, 
it's inspiring, you know, to mm-hmm. know that, uh, what we've done here has reached so many people and got so many people fired up. So I, I'm pumped about it, but getting on that plane is going to be a bitch. It'll be fine. Just, just get a Nintendo Switch and play Mario Kart. At least I'm less fat. I should get Nintendo Switch. What do I got to do? I got to buy, but you got to buy a bunch of shit, right? You're you're fine. Just get the uh, just get the original console thing, and then just buy whatever games you want. You're good to go. Hmm. It's pretty easy. All right, just go to Target, Target, wherever, Best Buy. Fucking buy it up. Do you need some sort of special battery pack or? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure on your plane you'll have like an outlet to plug shit in. So yeah, yeah, you can just run off that power. Damn, dude, and Donkey Kong just came out too. What? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you guys later. Peace. <laughs>